it till I get my money right. I had a dream I could buy my way to heaven. When I woke, I spent that on a necklace. I told God I'll be back in a second. Man, it's so hard not to act reckless. To whom much is given, much is tested. Get arrested, guess until he get the message. I feel the pressure under more scrutiny. And what I do, act more stupidly. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the High Button Podcast. My name is Justin Belanger. I hope you're having a fine, fine Thursday afternoon here in Halifax, Nova Scotia, or wherever you're listening from. I was looking at our stats the other day. For some reason, we have listeners in Africa, Australia, Italy, Greece. Quite honestly, I have no idea how people from that part of the world hear this podcast, but if you're listening from another part of the world, uh, hello. And welcome, welcome back if this is your first time listening, second, third, fourth, fifth uh, time listening, just know that I do truly appreciate every single time you click on that high button link uh, to listen to me speak, so that means a lot to me. If you could do me a quick favor, head on over to our podcast page on the Apple Store, give us a five-star rating, four-star rating, obviously nothing below a four-star here, Uh, and give us a comment as well, it's little things like that that allow the high button podcast to grow to the next level of where we want it to go so thank you very much for that as well i fell in love ladies and gentlemen i fell in love last night in a place where i didn't think i would i went to my first halifax wanderer soccer game i fell in love with the atmosphere i wouldn't necessarily say i fell in love with the sport um i do love soccer don't get me wrong there's nothing nothing wrong with soccer i do think that uh it's an entertainment, entertaining sport to watch in person. I'm not a huge fan of watching it on TV. I find it hard to follow. But when I went to this game yesterday at the Wanderers Ground uh, here in Halifax, Nova Scotia, I fell in love with the atmosphere, the fans, the smiles, the festivities, the music, the cheering, the blue smoke whenever the Halifax Wanderers scored. There was blue uh, flares, whatever you want to call them. The moment I stepped foot onto those grounds... I felt like I was part of a family. A little, you know, at first you're a little unaware of what's going on. It's my first time at one of these events. I'm a little unsure of my surroundings, the drink prices, um, you know, what's acceptable, what's not acceptable. I'm looking to my right. I see people with their shirts off going nuts. I look to my left. There's nice, calm people that are drinking water that are trying to enjoy the game. So you try to understand where you fit in. Uh, But I remember from watching the World Cup a couple years ago and, and seeing these fans over in Europe just go absolutely insane for their team the the passion and the the amount of enjoyment that these people get from watching soccer it's incredible and to be part of that experience yesterday it was uh it was really cool for the first time i've been to a montreal impact game a couple years back and it, don't get me wrong it was great you know but i went with my family and it was a more calm setting we, we stayed away from the rowdy crowd but yesterday we were right below it there's a little drinking section called the patio that's what it said on our ticket it said the patio and we were right below this rowdy section and i i don't know how long a soccer game is i think it's 90 minutes but i swear for that whole 90 minutes they were cheering they were chanting same thing uh and just to be right there and, and part of the chant, even though I had no idea what the chant was, it was almost like when you go to church there and there's a prayer and everybody knows the prayer except for you. So you just kind of hum along to it and you just pretend like you know it. It was like that for me. I was cheering, but I didn't really know what I was saying. But nonetheless, I had a great time. 
so I'll definitely be back at those Halifax Wanderers game. It, it was a great, uh, it was a great first experience. I'll put it that way. Weather was perfect as well. I don't like to blame weather on whether or not I have a good time or a bad time, but uh, the weather yesterday definitely made it for uh, for a great time. So yeah, uh, today on the High Button Podcast, our guest Matthew Welsh. Matthew has been on the podcast before. He was on last summer. I think he was honestly one of our first uh, Quebec Major Junior Hockey League guys to jump on the podcast. So he's a pioneer when it comes to the High Button. He uh, he was one of the first, so I want to thank him for that. I know he's going to be listening to the intro. Matt, you're a huge beauty. Thank you for coming on uh, last year. And honestly, I think the high button effect, uh, it got a hold of Matthew because Matt had a Matt had a great year this year playing for the Charlottetown Islanders in the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League. Uh, he also got his first NHL development camp tryout with the Buffalo Savers. I'm not sure if he's going back to the, to the actual camp in September or August, whenever it is, but uh, the guy absolutely cleaned up this year at the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League Awards, winning Scholastic Player of the Year and a couple other as well. Uh, I remember seeing a picture of him this year when the awards were going on. And I think he had nine trophies in front of him. So some of them were team trophies. Some of them were league trophies. Nonetheless, just an all-around great guy. He's a good role model in his community there in Charlottetown. He's actually in Charlottetown right now working. I forget what he said where he's working. I'll ask him in the podcast here. Uh, but he's working out in Charlottetown this summer. He's also training out there. So we're happy to have him on the podcast today. He is calling in. It's going to be a great podcast. Hi, Button. I'm Justin. We're talking to Welshy. You know what comes next. Here we go. All right, Welshy, we're going here, man. Thanks for uh, thanks for joining the show. Thanks for having me on again. Well, yeah, I was going to say this is the second time on when I did the intro here. I, I gave you a big uh, thank you because you were one of our first uh, Q guys to come on last year. Yeah, no, I'm happy to be back. Where are you? Uh, where are you? you? Said you're in the car right now. Where are you driving to? Uh, so I'm driving home for the weekend uh, from Charlottetown to Halifax. Spend the weekend with my family. There you go. You're you're living up in Charlottetown in the summer right now, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, I'm living there. I got a job uh, working at the PEI Brewing Company, and uh, I have a training group up there. So, and my my goalie coach with the Islanders also lives there. So I'm skating with him in the summer as well. What's it like? Uh, what's it like working a job with a brewing company right now in the summer? It must be good times. But then again, you got to train, so you got to be responsible. Yeah, uh, it's only part time, so I, I'm about half days, but it's it's pretty good. I just uh, fill kegs and whatnot. I do a lot of the packaging, but um, no, yeah, I train in the mornings and uh, then then head to work uh, around eleven. Well, if they're looking for advertising, let me know after. We, we'll, we'll sponsor them for sure. They just got to pay up. <laughs> All right, sounds good. I'll let them know. Love it. So, uh, so how's training going down there on the island? It's, uh, I think it's one of the best provinces in all of Canada in the summertime to, to live. So how's training going down there right now? It's unbelievable. This is my first summer uh, living here, so I didn't really know what to expect. Um, but I'm in a group at Dynamic Fitness um, and there's a lot of pro guys, uh, Ryan Graves, Ross Johnson, Ryan McKinnon, just to name a few of them. Um, so, so training with those older guys, it's uh, kind of eye-opening for me to see how, how good of shape they're in. Um, and, you know, we all, we all push each other, and they kind of show me, uh, you know, how, how professionals train. So, um, But, yeah, it's been unreal so far. Our trainer, uh, Dave McCachran, he does a great job. Um, he was actually actually a, a Olympic bobsledder, um, 
so he's teaching us a lot about sprinting and whatnot and um no, it's been unreal so far. That's awesome. You you mentioned that you're training with Graves. Have you trained with him yet since he signed with Colorado again? Yeah, yeah. I was, uh, I've, I've been training with, with him quite a bit. Uh, I was actually with him this morning. So he was pretty excited. It's uh, definitely big news for him. We're, uh, we're all excited for him. Do you guys do any training um, on the beaches in PEI? I remember when I used to train when I played back in the day, and some of my favorite training was on the beach and quick, uh, quick feet drills. Do you guys do that down there? Yeah, so we haven't done that yet, but I think uh, hopefully we'll, we'll have one of those workouts. Those are definitely the best, uh, especially if it's a nice day out. I know uh, a good uh, good training on the beach is just taking the spike ball game and getting on the beach, and that, that's almost agility in itself. Yeah, it's a great time. Um, so you're coming home for, uh, for the weekend. What are your plans when you're coming home this weekend? What are you doing? Uh, well, I got my birthday coming up, so oh boy. Um, I'll probably have uh, – few buddies down my cottage uh it's just down past bridgewater um and petit riviere so uh yeah just spend some time with my family i haven't seen a lot of them uh in a while and uh you know see some of my buddies that i i haven't gotten to see yet this summer so um it's gonna be fun i'm looking forward to seeing everyone so who your brother was at ottawa's camp correct yeah, yeah, he was at Ottawa's development camp. Did you uh, did you talk to him and ask him about uh, his experience up in Ottawa? I'm going to talk to you about Buffalo, but I just want to know uh, about your brother. How did, how did he do up there? Yeah, no, he did really well. Um, they, they actually played a couple, like, uh, inter-squad games. Yeah. Um, where, with us, we only did three-on-three, three, but they did full five-on-five inter-squad games. And, um, he did really well. Um, I know he, he definitely said he, he felt comfortable there and fit in well, and um, he's going back in September uh, for their rookie tournament. Okay, sick. And then I yeah. want to talk uh, about your other brother, Zach. Uh, you got drafted by Cape Breton, correct? Yeah, yeah, he got drafted by Cape Breton uh, just in, uh, in June. How uh, Do you have any advice for him going into his first year, potentially uh, being a Q player? Uh, yeah, you know, I, I try and uh, guide him in the right direction, I guess. I mean, he's uh, he was pumped to uh, to get drafted to Cape Breton. I think it's a, a good uh, good position for him. They, they're a team who uh, they needed defense, um, and they really liked him. So I think he's in a good situation there. But um, I, I just try and tell him, you know, go in and work your hardest. And, uh, you know, you never know what could happen. Uh, obviously, he wants to play in the league as a 16-year-old. Yeah. Um, but that being said, it's not always best to jump in right as a 16-year-old where he might not be getting a lot of ice time. Maybe he needs another year to develop, right? So, yeah. um, you know, I told him just go in with an open mind, um, work hard, and, you know, see what happens. What do you think it is with your family, man? Like, all three of you guys are just – you had a great year this year. I met your dad uh, for the first time this uh, this past winter up in Atlantics in Charlottetown when Zach was there. And you, you guys just seem all, you know, like you're almost on, on like a little success story. Well, what do you think it is about your family that's allowed all three of you guys to, to have, you know, a, a good hockey a good hockey background at, at such a young age? Yeah, for sure. I, honestly, it's, uh, yeah, it's been amazing uh, to see, like, the success that, uh, you know, both my brothers had. And I think we, we owe a lot of it to our parents for sure. I mean, they, they raised us um, with very, very high values and, you know, hard work and, uh, you know, value education and everything. And, and so our values, I think, kind of just, um, you know, not only lead us to be good, 
athletes, but good people as well. And I think that's uh, that's a big thing, you know, just being a good person first, and then um, you know, it's it's allowed us to to go far with uh, you know hockey. So that's good. Well, yeah, I just remember talking to your dad, Chris, and he just had such passion for the game. And whenever we were talking about <laughs> hockey, he was just he was just yeah, on cloud Chris, nine, just Chris even having the conversation about, about it. About so hockey for the whole day, if, <laughs> if you let him. <laughs> we were we were talking to him uh, before the Mem Cup. We ran into him a couple times, and yeah. he was just he was just so happy just to be around the sport of hockey. And I was just like, well, this must have rubbed no. off on his kids since all three of you guys just are in love with the sport. So yeah, he loves he loves following us. I mean, it's uh, like he's he's been there for us, um, you know, ever since we started out as kids. You know, it, it, he pushed us when we were younger, and you know, he's gotten us to a point where he doesn't need to push us anymore. He just loves coming and following us along i know he's he's been in every big uh big hockey event that we've ever uh you know me or my brothers or i uh, have ever been to like uh nick's first q game or my first q game um you know he wouldn't miss those kind of things so Love he it. loves supporting us and he just just loves hockey in general he even loves sporting all the you know all the local uh athletes so yeah he's a big fan of the game love it Good old Canadian hockey dad. So let's talk about um, let's talk about Buffalo camp. Where were you when you found out that you got the invite to to the camp? Yeah, I was actually uh, in my car. I was just uh, about to drive to work. Um, my agent called me and uh, you know told me Buffalo wanted to invite me to their development camp. And honestly, I, I wasn't expecting uh, an invite. I, I didn't. My agent hadn't talked to me prior to that day saying that he uh that he expected me to get one so i i wasn't expecting a call but um you know it was pretty uh amazing feeling once he, he told me that and um you know i was pumped so what were the feelings when you flew into buffalo were you a little nervous or were you more just eager to get going yeah i mean i was i was a bit nervous being uh you know my first nhl camp didn't really know what to expect um i didn't know anyone else going to the camp so i was uh, I know I was the only kid from um, Eastern Canada, but uh, oh, wow. it was uh, like once I got there, everyone was uh, you know really welcoming, and um, you know the nerves kind of went away once you get on the ice and once you start to get to know everyone. Um, and yeah, it was an uh, unbelievable experience. I was gonna say like even when you're younger, like Timbits, Novice, Pee Wee. I don't know the other leagues, but when you walk into a dressing room for the first time, like in the summer leagues, when you don't know too many guys, it's a little timid. So did you have that feeling when you walked into the room for the first time in Buffalo? Was it like, all right, who do I talk to? Who do I sit next to? Was there anything like that? Yeah, definitely. I mean, there's a lot of, uh, you know, everyone's kind of unfamiliar um, with with everyone around the room. The first day, it's really quiet, but then by the last day, uh, everyone's kind of buddies, everyone's chatting, but... Um, yeah, I, I think it's there's definitely that uh, buffer period at the start where everyone's really quiet, but uh, at the same time, everyone's there for a reason, and everyone's kind of fighting for the same thing. We all want to make it to the NHL, right? That's why we're there. So, um, you know, as much as you're, you're friends with everyone there, you're also competing at the same time. Uh, but, yeah, I, there was a ton of good guys there. I made some, some new friends, and it was, it was good in that sense. There was a lot of good guys there. Sick. 
when um when I was talking to Bowers and uh, Steinberg, they were talking about the off ice things that they did. They went like uh, rope climbing or rock climbing, something like on a military base. I just want to know what did you guys do up in Buffalo that was off ice uh, off ice activities related? Uh, we honestly didn't have much uh, off ice activities. We did a lot of uh, like a lot of classroom sessions. Um, yeah, like, it, we didn't, uh, we had one night where we did, uh, it was like a, a group dinner, so each, uh, each coach or development coach would, uh, take a group of about eight players, um, and they would take that, uh, take that group out to a different restaurant around the, uh, the city, um, so we all got a chance to go to a nice restaurant to just kind of see the city a little bit, um, so my group was all the the goalies and the goalie development coach um and yeah so that was that was pretty fun but uh other than that we didn't really it it was a lot of classroom sessions during the days and and on the ice and in the gym so it was really busy did they ever like i I, that's one thing i kind of find interesting about professional sports is you know the the lifestyle of a professional athlete is a lot different now compared to let's say in the 90s when there was no social media now so whenever i talk to professional athletes that are you know current today they always stress um you know you got to be responsible off the ice because one slip up it could result in you know a bad case scenario for you for like a public relations standpoint yeah 100% that was actually that's the that was my question like did they bring anything up like that in the classroom setting you there? Yeah. So that was that was actually one of the uh, that was one of the classroom sessions. Um, it was all about like social media, um, what to do in the media and what not to do in the media. Yeah. Um, and it was it was actually really interesting. So they showed a couple examples of uh, Jack Eichel, um, and when he was a, a rookie on the team doing interviews, and and then they showed the contrast of what he's like now being the captain and everything um and how much he's improved just just by his body language alone um when doing interviews and stuff like that so um you know they're trying to the whole purpose is to try and and prepare us for professional hockey and um that was kind of the whole purpose of the camp so that's the media side of it and the social media is definitely a big part of that so uh, it's important to to learn about that and take it seriously. Do they bring up anything like this, like podcasts? Like Spit and Chiglets is a huge media network or like a media outlet for hockey players. Do they bring up things like this? Do they say like what you should say? Yeah. What do they What do they say about us or like well, podcasts? <laughs> Basically, it's it's you just don't want to give out much about your personal life, I guess. Or I, I don't know. It's kind of. It's it's kind of freelance where it's yeah um, you, you don't want to give out too much without like if you're talking about your team for example the, the the examples they gave were more so about when you're doing like a post game interview um, and you're talking about your team and you don't really want to throw anyone under the bus or uh, you know do anything like that you don't want to seem negative yeah. Um, and they basically said, like, even if you have to stick to cliches, it's okay. That's fair. That's a good answer. You there? Hello? Hello? Oh, boy, we might have lost them. Are you there? Are you there? Oh, no, folks, we might have lost the mid-interview. 
You there? Hello? Hello, you there? You there? Yeah, I'm here. Oh, you must be on the Confederation Bridge or something. <laughs> I just got into uh, Amherst. Oh, you're close. Yeah. They I got guess a, the service in Amherst isn't uh, A+. They got a great Wendy's in Amherst if you're stopping off for food. Or I guess you got to eat healthy. <laughs> I guess it's summertime. You can stop at Wendy's, whatever. Um, all right, I want to talk, talk about uh, those Ottawa Senators jerseys in Charlottetown. How pumped were you to wear those these, this year? They were unreal. Um, Dude, I and, thought you played for the Senators the for a minute. Part, the best part about it was that we got to, uh, you know, sell out the, the crowd. Um, that's the best part about wearing, like, a special jersey or having a special game like that is you get a big draw and the fans love it. So um, the fans were all fired up. Uh, I don't know if you saw my equipment manager, Spider, he actually decked up my pads with a bit of red on them. I'm looking at the picture right now. So it, yeah, it just turned. It just happened to turn out that my pads, uh, like the black and gold, and with a bit of red on it, ended up matching the jerseys perfectly. Um, which normally doesn't happen when you have like uh, when you go with an old school random jersey. Normally your pads won't match. Yeah. Um, so it ended up actually looking really cool with the, the bit of red on the uh, on the black and gold pads. But um, no, the jerseys were amazing. Spot did a did a great job with it. Did you guys get to um, keep the jerseys? No, we auctioned them off. So okay. the fans got to, uh, you know, bid on tickets for some jerseys, and then there was a few that were, like, in a silent auction. Okay, cool. Um, I want to talk about the uh, the Canada-Russia series that you got to take part in this year. How yeah. was that? It was, uh, it was a really good experience. Um, obviously, the result in the, the games weren't what we wanted as a team. Um, we lost the first game 5-1, um, I believe, and then the second one in overtime. But, um, you know, as, at the same time, everyone's there, and it's kind of used as a, a scouting uh, kind of basis for the World Junior team. Yeah. You know, it's it's really heavily, uh, like, they're, they're scouting us and watching us, you know, seeing how our progress has been throughout the season and whatnot. So, um but yeah, it was a great experience. Really cool to get to play with some of the best players around the league, um, and get to practice with them. You know, they're guys that you you're used to having like score on me. So to have them finally on my team was pretty nice, I guess. Um, yeah, and it was it was a great experience. Did you play against your teammate there? I'm gonna mess up his name here, but Nikita Alexandrov. I think I got it. Yeah, no, he actually didn't get invited to to play for uh team russia but um i would imagine this year he's gonna be uh he'll be in that when we came up to watch you in cape breton this year in the playoffs he was yeah. he was a treat to watch yeah he's uh he's a fun player to watch he's got a lot of uh a lot of talent and uh he's almost a bit gritty he he, he does things with the puck with the puck that others can't do but at the same time he's he's so competitive and you know battles down low and good in his defensive zone so um yeah he, that's i mean that's why he was a second round pick to the national hockey league it's it shows yeah so. oh yeah he did i'm looking at his stats right now second round 60 62nd overall st louis yeah he went one pick before steiny went oh did he yeah. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, Steiny was 63rd, so. 
Yeah, yeah. Did you uh, did you call Stein? Obviously, you called him and congratulated him, eh? Yeah, I call. I called him. Well, I, I shot him a text and said, "Call me when you can." I know your phone's probably blowing up, and you know, he, I thought maybe he'd be too big of a deal for me now, but <laughs> no, he he was he was nice enough to actually give me a call. So. Well, it was probably us that was probably interfering with your <laughs> phone call because we were just trying to get a hold of him as much as you were, probably. <laughs> yeah, I know for sure. He's, you know, kind of he's kind of a big deal now. So, I know. but no, I, I was so I was so pumped for him. He, uh, there's a guy like he worked so hard for it. Um, I remember like four years ago, maybe he was, you know, just had surgery. Was probably a hundred pounds in a in a hospital bed, um, and and looking down the road, he. That like a 63rd overall pick to the NHL wasn't really in the in the pictures, but uh, he uh, you know he kind of just battled through it, and I, I, that guy uh, earned everything he's gotten. Yeah, when I was talking to him, you could just tell he uh, he was still in not in shock, but you could just tell he was in awe of the situation he was in. He's obviously on cloud nine when I was talking to him. Anytime you get drafted, you're still pumped, but you could just see it in his personality that he was beyond excited still. It was like two weeks after. Oh, yeah. Definitely. That, the, the guy lives for hockey. You know, It's, it's in his blood. He's, it's all he's ever done since he was a kid. So, um, you know, that's a big day in his career, and I'm sure he'll have a long career to follow it. Um, I want to talk to you about school. How do you balance school and hockey and become the scholastic player of the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League? How do you do that? Uh, honestly, it just takes a lot of hard work. Uh, but you have to have a passion for it at the same time. I think that's my biggest thing. I just I enjoy uh, going to school and, and studying and whatnot. Um, wow. But yeah, like for me, the, the big thing is just um, staying on top of my studies. It was uh, when you miss a lot of class playing major junior hockey you're always on the road and we do long Quebec road trips so I'd miss quite a bit of class but um yeah just staying on top of my studies and um it's it's not as hard as it seems if you really invest yourself into it um but that's really what it takes you just have to have a passion for it and yeah really work hard at it that's how you just have success with it what uh what would you say is your favorite subject I'm, I'm pretty good with numbers, so I'm kind of going into the... I like accounting and, and that kind of stuff. I'm going into the finance and, and management side of things. So I'm, I'm starting to like, uh, you know, the courses that I'm in now with, with that kind of stuff. Are you in summer school right now? No, not right now. No. I was going to say, that'd be a bummer. So well, I guess if you're passionate about it, you'd be pumped, but it would be tough to balance yeah, that no, training I, and a job. I, uh, Exactly. I, I just I have a like too many credits right now, where you can only transfer so many. Yeah. Um. So. Where I, Where are you I, enrolled I'm at? Taking Taking more school at UPEI next year. So. Oh, UPEI. Okay. Yeah. Are Are do most of the guys go to UPEI that are on the team in university, or do they take online courses across uh, uh, across Canada? No. So anybody who is. Uh, English, so either from the Maritimes or Ontario, and is uh, graduated high school, they go to UPEI, take classes there. Um, but if they're from Quebec, they have like it's called Sejia. Yeah. So they would do like uh, online school, kind of. Okay. And then uh, obviously there's the kids on the team 
16, 17 year olds who go to just high school, high school. Yeah. Uh, and they, uh, they go to Colonel Gray, so they, they actually still get to go to class. They don't have to do the online thing. Okay. Which is nice. That's, that's what I did in my first two seasons in Chicago. I don't know. Um, but yeah, that was an, uh, that was an amazing accomplishment, man. I just want to congratulate you on that. Most, uh, Thank you, yeah. most junior players, well, I'm not saying that junior players don't take school seriously. They do, but you know, in order to be the scholastic player of the queue, that's a big accomplishment, man. So congrats on that. That's good. That's a good, that's Thank a good you. look. Are you there? Yeah. Oh, I thought you just didn't say thank you to my congratulations. Oh, thank you guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I want to talk about you as a, a as a leader. You're going into your fourth year with the Charlottetown Islanders. Um, you know, I, I'm sure you were a leader last year on the team, uh, but this year, you know, if I'm sure if they could give a, a seed to a goalie, you would get it. So what's uh, what's your mindset going into this year uh, for the Charlottetown Islanders? Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, my last season going in there, it's kind of hard to believe it's my last season, but... Um, I know there's there's a lot of a lot of leaders in our dressing room already. Um, you know, there's a couple 17, 18 year old kids in our room who are who are capable of uh, being leaders at this level. So um, that that kind of makes my job and the other 20 year olds' job easy when we know that uh, we have like a responsible group, uh, a really mature responsible group. So um, it, the young kids coming in, the, the new 16 year olds, it's definitely my job to and, and everyone all the other older guys it's our job to lead them in the right direction kind of show them the ropes and uh yeah i think the biggest thing as, as a leader is is getting everyone to buy in um you know if everyone can believe that you're uh, a, a really good team that can win then, then you are going to be a good team that can win so um i think that's the biggest thing is just getting everyone to buy into your buy into your team buy into your coaches um, you know, so everyone is really investing themselves, and that's what's going to bring the team success. It was fun watching you guys this year when uh, you guys lost the series to Cape Breton, but we went up and we saw you play. You guys were an exciting team to watch. You were re- relentless, uh, and like I said, you were consistent both games that we saw you play. So I hope the best for you guys next year, and I hope you guys can do something in your 20-year-old year. It'd be cool. Thank, yeah, thank you very much. I, I think, uh, I think we're going to have a solid team. I know we have a lot of hardworking guys. Um, you know, we may not have the most skill in the league, but, um, you know, I wouldn't count us out against anyone for sure. Who was the toughest player? Like, who was the hardest shot, the most shifty player that you had to play against this year? A guy that, come, uh, that comes to mind is Alexis Ooh. from Ramuski, the guy that's projected yeah. to go first overall. But is there anyone else like that was just, like, very, very, uh, you know, a sound hockey player that you played against this year? Yeah. Um, offensively, I'd say... Jeremy McKenna probably gave me the hardest time. Wow. Um, <laughs> yeah, he uh, he must have had nine or ten goals on me this season. Um, but there's a lot of, like, really talented guys, especially in the Maritime Division. Uh, um, Mitch Balmas in, in Cape Breton. Um, Raphael LeBlanc in Halifax. Friend of the know, show. A, a bunch of these guys. And then, obviously, um, you know, playing against Ruen, like, they had... Dobby and uh, Teasdale and Harvey Pennard. So, like, and the worst thing about that is is you're playing against some of the best players in the league, but they're all playing on the same team, so it makes it even tougher, right? But, um, yeah, it's amazing some of the talent around the queue, and it's uh, there's some uh, 
pretty heavy shooters for sure. Heinem's gonna be pissed that you didn't mention him when you said Rouen. Yeah, yeah, I didn't mention Heinem, but I'm sure he'll he'll uh, he'll have a comeback to that and tell me how he, he scored on me and banned him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right he always comes at me with that line. <laughs> well, he has the Mem Cup under his belt, so that he's gonna he's gonna ride that excuse for the rest of his life. I bet. Exactly. Yeah, he's he's got one up on me. Well, two up actually, the Press Cup and the Mem Cup. So. Oh, jeez. He's changed, yeah. eh? He's all cocky now. <laughs> no, I'm just joking, Hanum, if you're listening. You're a great guy, buddy. We love you. <laughs> um, did you go to Cavendish this past weekend? Yeah, I was there, yeah. How was it? It was uh, It was really good. Yeah, Carrie Underwood was uh, amazing. Yeah, like I was like pleasantly surprised with how good she was. You said your girlfriend's in the car? Yeah. She might get jealous if you say that. Jeez. <laughs> It's not on speaker. No, I think she agrees with me. Okay. <laughs> all right, on. Um, all right, man. Well, hey, I got all my questions in. I, I did. You did mention that you have a, a, a cottage out in Bridgewater. I have a cottage in Bridgewater too. Where, what exit? Uh, so you know Risser's Beach. Say, say that again. Risser's Beach. No. So it's. Exit thirteen. Exit. Exit fifteen. Uh, okay, I'm at exit thirteen. So, oh, okay. Yeah. So. Two exits. It's okay, sick. Well, I was saying I'm going up there this weekend. I'll give you a shout. Maybe we'll meet up if you're going to be down there or something. All right, sounds good to me. All right, well, the last minute of the podcast is yours. If you want to thank family, friends, girlfriend, boss, teammates, the last minute's yours. Go ahead. Uh, no, I guess I'll just uh, yeah, give a shout-out to my family, of course. Uh, excited to see them this weekend, spend the weekend with them. Uh, and I'll give a shout out to Steiny. Really proud of that kid for getting drafted. You know he uh, he he's earned it. So I'll, I'll give a shout out to Steiny for sure. All right. Well, well, she thanks again uh, for coming on. How long are you gonna be in Halifax for? Just the uh, weekend. Just the weekend. Oh damn it. Okay. Well, if we, if I don't see you this summer, we're gonna make a road trip up to to PEI this winter, and we'll, we'll come see you. All right. Unreal. Sounds good. All right. Well, she thanks for coming on. Thanks again. Everyone listening, make sure to go to all of our social media outlets. Like, subscribe, comment, Facebook, YouTube, iTunes, Twitter, Instagram, all that good stuff. We love you guys. We're out. Peace. I had a dream I could buy my way to heaven. When I woke, I smit that on a necklace. I told God I'd be back in a second. Man, it's so hard not to act reckless. To whom much is given, much is tested. Get arrested, guess until he get the message. I feel the pressure under more scrutiny. And what I do, act more stupidly. Bought more jewelry, more Louis V. My mama couldn't get through to me. The drama, people suing me. I'm on TV talking like it's just you and me. I'm just saying how I feel, man. I ain't one of the Cosby's, I ain't go to hell, man. I guess the money should have changed them. I guess I should have forgot where I came from. Jesus died for us 
But I couldn't tell you who the side was So I parallel double parked that mother sideways Old folks talking about back in my day But homie, this is my day Class started two hours ago Oh, am I late? No, I already graduated And you can live through anything if magic made it They say I talk with so much emphasis Ooh, they so sensitive Don't ever fix your lips like collagen To say something where you gon' end up apologizing Let me know if it's a problem then Alright man, holla then What's your pleasure? Life is a uh, depending how you dress her. So if the devil wear Prada, Adam, Eve wear Nada, I'm in between but way more fresher. But way less effort. Cause when you try hard, it's when you die hard. Your homies looking like why God when they reminisce over you, my God. Tell me nothing. Uh-uh, you can't tell me nothing. Would you like get my money? 